0: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby, and this is the
1: H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, it was transfer deadline day, working on the basis that this is relatively time-sensitive, and after deals we were discussing... Either did happen or didn't happen. Uh, We've steered clear of it in terms of the podcast. We did have a chat with Motti, who looked back on the weekend's football and gave us his main talking points. Uh, We also had a bit of a chat, as uh, you'd imagine, about uh, the football this weekend and more. And our old mate Richard Crapnell brought us the very latest transfer news from the Canary Island, Lanzarote. And there was a bit more to it than that. So uh, here it all is. (laughs) Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And you weren't wrong, were you, about Dr. Tottenham. No, Dr. Tottenham indeed did uh, did make a house call at the Amex <laughs> yesterday. Well done to Brighton. They worked harder. They passed it better. They did a number on our better players, including Son, who always had about two or three men around him. And we were flat. We were sloppy, lacking intensity. had no goal threat, so we got completely what we deserved. And uh, well done to Brighton. It was, uh, it was their night.
2: Yeah, it was. It's funny, isn't it? This what a mad season this is. I'm not the first person to say, but teams just dipping in and out of form. I mean, Chelsea yesterday, the second half—that was the best they have played for months. I mean, since December, I'd say. You yeah. Know. What did At you think of the six, old eight,
1: guard being brought in? Are you, all, what did you when you saw Alonso and uh, Aspillaquera? What did you think? Be honest. Well, I
2: thought it was a bit mad,
1: actually, to be honest. But
2: you know, it worked. So. Yeah. Um, OK, I mean, I don't know. You know, it's, it's very early days. And uh, it's an interesting thing, though. When, when Lampard was struggling, I kept thinking, why don't you try three at the back? You did last year a bit, and it worked. Why don't you try? And one thing about this season with Frank Lampard is he never varied from what he was doing. And mm. I think that cost him in the end. Because, you know, teams will go in and out of form. And, you know, Chelsea have got good players. They're obviously going to – couldn't keep that up forever. They were bound to start playing well again at some point, as we've seen with Arsenal. We've seen, you know, with Spurs. Playing well, not playing well now. But they can yeah. easily, if they win on Thursday night, could be a start of another run. You know, it's really only City have been consi- consistent and, and Liverpool in the last two games. Yeah,
1: what well, good result. I mean, you know, again, you're comparing it with other teams, including my own. You know, you've got a few bad injuries, and you just got to ride them. I mean, you know, how much game time has Shaqiri had or Origi had? They both come in and, di- and did a job yesterday, and they came away. From West Ham, who have been good, Nick three-one. That's a fantastic result. You know they've they've been coping since Van Dyke uh, went. I mean, not I know they had a bad patch and everything, but uh, they've done well to bounce back. They've found a way to get results.
2: Salah loves the Olympic Stadium. It's a shame he didn't represent Egypt in 2012. Bound would won a goal. <laughs> <I> probably would have <laughs> done, yeah. That was a wonderful goal, blimey. And I, I noticed Trossard, who scored for Brighton, he has the look of a young Warren Clark from and pasco Really? Probably doesn't smoke as much. Pro- He'd <laughs> <laughs>
1: probably thank you for that.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, he does, he does look a bit like him. <laughs> uh, yes, I did have my uh, vaccination yesterday.
1: Oh, good. Okay, okay. Yeah, so was yeah. it, it went smoothly.
2: Oh, very smoothly. Well, well done to everybody, the volunteers and everybody. There. It was. I know you had a similar experience with your mum. It was very well organised. Mm. And, uh, and obviously, I'm not, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Of course I'm not. But I wouldn't have minded if they had injected me with 5G because the reception around here is terrible. I could have got quicker downloads <laughs> Do and everything. Two for the price of one. You'd be like a human
1: <laughs> mast. Very short mast. <laughs>
2: a very short yeah. mast. Britain's, Britain's shortest mast. Can you pop round, I think- Andy?
1: I need to send quite a lot of files. That would be great. You could just stand in someone's living room. That would be fantastic. And 5G. 5G man. Andy Jacobs is the living. A mistake was made that day and he was injected with pure 5G.
2: Marvellous. And uh, so I did notice watching the Spurs game up, Mike, Miguel Antonio shorts. Have you noticed he mm. often does this? He has one leg hitched right the way up. It's like tucked in. And I was thinking, is this a superstition? Is, is he a mason? hamstring I have no idea. <laughs> he can, he can if he goes it's out, if you see him when he
1: leaves the ground, if he's got a bowler out on, he's carrying a briefcase and white gloves, we'll know, won't we? We'll know. We'll know. Definitely. that will kind of give it away. Yeah.
2: Definitely. And this time of the year, you get a lot of speculation about things, various things. And there the are people who set themselves up as transfer experts. So you mm. see them quoted on Twitter. And this was, <laughs> I saw this yesterday on social media. Transfer expert for Fabrizio Romano. He's good. Tipped... He's good. I'm not I'm not saying he isn't, but yeah. he up with this one, tip Liverpool to consider Conte as Klopp's eventual replacement. I can't think of anyone less suitable for Liverpool and their owners. Yeah. than Conte. Yeah, oh, when you've got someone who likes to play happen.
1: quite open, expansive football, and left you're watching a playing <laughs> play very doer football. It's not a lot of fun. I can tell you that Liverpool fans. Yeah. So, back off of Conte, I'd say. <laughs>
2: you, you, they're much more likely to go for a Narglesman or somebody like that, or yeah. Gerrard or something. You know, they're not, they're not going to go for. Conte, that's for sure. I don't know if you've seen the... uh, Oh, yeah, I was looking at this this morning. It's the Where Are They Now section in the sun. Mm. Very good. And it was Where Are They Now, Mike Duxbury. And I was reading about it. I was thinking, blimey, he's 61.
1: Yeah. You know you're old when Mike Duxbury is 61.
3: <laughs> That's not the way it normally
1: works. It's not like it's normally when the coppers are looking younger. It's not normally, or oh, you know, you're getting old when Mike Duxbury's 61. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Probably talk a bit of Spurs now, uh, as well as uh, finding out whether there's much business being done. On the island of Lanzarote, transfer deadline day. <laughs> um, Richard Cracknor, old mate Crackers, used to sit outside the Spurs training ground uh, for many years. On, on deadline day for us, uh, he is now uh, he now lives uh, in the Canary Islands. So uh, that sadly, uh, not we couldn't have done it anyway the way things are going at the moment. No, he couldn't. But uh, he does bring us the very latest from Lanzarote. Good afternoon, Crackers.
3: Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Andy. Everybody lean into your wireless for roundup of the 12th division of Spanish football, Division 3 in uh, in the Canary Islands. I've, I'm sure everybody's holding their breath for the latest news. So what have you got, Crackers?
1: Has <laughs> there been much movement? It's been a bit quiet, I take it, has it?
3: It's been very, very quiet. We've had no football played now for about two or three weeks due to uh, certain world events. But um, Union Deportivo Lanzarote did bring in from uh, Club Deportivo Tenerife a striker called Giovanni Rodriguez. Mm. 35 goals in 83 starts. 22 years old. He could be the grandson of Mike Duxbury, 61-year-old Mike Duxbury. That's how we measure ages now.
1: Well, a few of the other listeners, uh, Garfield said, um, because Andy coined the phrase earlier on, you know you're getting old when Mike Duxbury is 61. So that's a new turn of phrase. Uh, Garfield said, you know you're getting old when Anton Yamey is finished and he's 48. That's a very good point. And Gab Cancello says, you know you're getting old when Sir Matt uh, Pinson is 50. He'll always be the fresh-faced youngster next to Sir Steve Redgrave. I'm 52, you know," says Gab. Well, congratulations to you, (laughs) Crackers. We should. We didn't talk Tottenham with Motti because I thought I'd I'd, I'd let you do that. You're a part of a number of uh, fine Spurs podcasts. You were given a chance to vent. Uh, last night I understand after that game which was a nice outlet uh, unlike uh, a number of other Spurs <laughs> fans who would have enjoyed I just went to bed with a headache it wasn't quite as much fun <laughs> but um, I mean there's been a bit of Jose chat I mean what are, what, what did you make of it? it was quite a shocking performance yes. probably no more shocking than Everton on the first day of the season or indeed Brighton at their place last year
3: yeah, indeed. We all gathered for the last word on Spurs podcast last night, and uh, it was literally just after the final whistle. And uh, you try to give a bit of a balanced view and, and keep a, a lid on it. But I think yesterday's ended up being the straw that's broke the 50-50 Spurs fans' uh, camel's back, so to, so to speak. And um the, the players regardless of what any fan thinks and I personally think he, he's finished I just can't see I, I'm done watching him I, I just I wasn't brought up on this type of football um, this isn't Spurs this isn't Tadaris to do this isn't Bill Nicholson's philosophies and, uh, and and I've had enough personally but it looks like the players have had enough it looks like that they're finished with him they wasn't trying a leg yesterday. Um, There is players in that squad that are average at best and do need to go whoever comes in. And at the moment, average players look uh, abject and and terrible and the good players look poor. They're just not trying to leg. And we all know uh, that finishes when that when that happens, when 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 the dressing room's gone, there's no coming back from it. And uh, sadly, Jose Mourinho has formed for it: De Bruyne, Mkhitaryan, Luke Shaw, Mo Salah, the Real Madrid squad. So it's just it is just history repeating itself. I think it's just a matter now, Paul and Andy, of when. I don't think it will be uh, this season. I think he will see this season out, but next season, um, in comes yet another another new man manager. 14, 15, I think that is under. Under Enoch and uh, and we go again. It's uh, it's all quite depressing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Do you not
2: think, though, Crackers, it's, it's just this season. I mean, you, your team is, is like my team. It's the same thing. They did, they were going well. It's 6th of December. I'm looking back. Tottenham beat Arsenal 2-0. Everybody's talking about them as title contenders. They get in the final of the – they qualified easily in the Europa. They're in the final of the Carabao. You know, and you just you just wonder if it's just a very bad spell and that it could be turned around, you know, for example, on th- I hope not, but on Thursday night <laughs> could look different. You know, I mean, it is that sort of season. I don't. I don't – Think Daniel
3: Levy will do anything about it at this point? No. Normally, you can see teams that are having blips, and man alive, there is some. As you say, it's been a crazy season with teams dipping in and out of form, and only really Man City looking like that they've been anything near consistent. But there's a difference in a blip, and when a team seems to stop trying because they're just not running, it's not. Bad luck or just bad form. You can you can see that they're just not playing for him, and that's different to a blip. And where we are at the moment has come from that early season form. First eleven games uh, was fantastic, as uh, a good friend, Lee McQueen, pointed out on the on the pod last night. Two point two points per game from the first eleven, and then the last eleven. 1.1, 1. 1. we literally got to a point of that Liverpool game and fell off the edge of a cliff, absolutely falling off the edge of the cliff. There's obviously something's gone on, which means that's happened. And, you know, you don't have to look too far for the smoking gun with what's going on with Deli Alley, what's going on with Serge Aurier, what's been going on with Toby Alderweireld in and out. You know, there, there is something going on behind the scenes. We'll never find out what it is. But you can pretty much point at that and say that behind the scenes there's big, big problems, and this is now being transmitted onto uh, onto the pitch yep. and in performances.
1: Crackers, just remind us of the name of that young striker who you told us about. We are going to say you heard it here first.
3: That was quite a decent, all, wasn't it? 25 goals in yeah. 85 games. 35,
1: I think. 35 goals. What's his name?
3: 35 goals. Thirty five goals in eighty three starts, twenty two years old, Giovanni Rodriguez. I'm off down to the ground now. See if I can go and sign myself as his, his agent. Yeah. And Lanzarotti it. and Eric Hall. You could be yeah,
1: you could be the new Mino <laughs> Raiola. i see you wandering around in your shell suit. The
3: Hawksby
0: and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport.
1: Andy, news today that Kate Bingham, who's been appointed the first chair of the UK's Vaccines Task Force, mm. uh, well, she was last May, and uh, many people feel she's doing a fine job from that point of view. Good you're job, you're yeah. an example of that yesterday. Um, she's got an interesting background. She was a pioneer of bog snorkelling, and I think was an organiser of the first World Championship, so can we get the bloke <laughs> who does the cheese rolling to sort out track and trace? It <laughs> would seem to make, <laughs> seem to make sense, <laughs> wouldn't That's it, That's a really? good
2: idea, yeah. really. And uh, I like this as well. We may... Speak to him later in the week, uh, uh, or even today. I'm not sure if he's available. But a rector is using a cardboard cutout of Peter Crouch Mm. to show what two metres of social distancing looks like. He's joining
1: us tomorrow, Andy.
2: Yeah, I, I won't be here, but I'm sure it will be a good chat. The Reverend Nick Broomfield said the six foot seven former footballer's image was the perfect way to get the message across to his con- congregation. And I was thinking, you know, when they reduce it when we come out of this particular tier to sort of one, one and a half, does he get a cut out of Alan Wright? <laughs> <Quite> <laughs> possibly. That. As we get closer to each other, the players, the players just get smaller. That, that, smaller. That, That's something a very like that. Good
1: point.
2: <laughs> Diego Maradona. Um, yeah, it's very unseemly what's happened, what's going on after his death, it's a very unfortunate thing and I don't know if you saw the story uh, I think this was in The Sun on the weekend um, uh, from his doctor who faced more fury when it emerged, he said that he was going to end up kicking the bucket and you think to yourself, (laughs) I mean I speak a bit of Spanish, I spent a bit of time in Argentina I've never heard that expression I I, I wouldn't imagine he actually well I wouldn't imagine he actually said that would you? I wouldn't have have thought so I wouldn't have thought so, so. no, no, definitely not Hmm. and uh, what else have we got Oh, yeah, this... Um, oh, God, these people who write in. This bloke wrote into the story. He said, six games on Saturday on the Premiership, and which do the BBC give us? 18th versus 19th in the league. Disgusting. He said. They're as all on, as
1: aren't the, <laughs> no, they? are the all on. Effect.
2: And as if the BBC had the choice. Oh, yeah, they, they didn't want Manchester United and Arsenal. No, they wanted that game.
0: That was a good game, <sighs> people. It was a good game. What's he wrong was- with him? It's too old. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport, joining us now to
1: reflect on the weekend's uh, big talking points. It's John Mottson. Good afternoon, Motty. You, you probably remember the days pre transfer deadline day as well, Motti, don't you?
4: Well, I do when it used to be absolutely crackling, didn't it? All through the day. And uh, today's been comparatively slow. Still waiting, of course, to hear about, as you said, Ben Davis and Ozen Kabak going to Liverpool. But otherwise, it's very much a matter of speculation. He might do this, he might go there. Uh, they might let so-and-so... It goes on till 11 o'clock, of course, on
1: talk Sport. Yes, indeed. We'll keep it does. On. I
2: preferred the old days when they could just do a transfer. So you could unsettle a player and then get him into your club. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days. <laughs> Which is why they outlawed
1: it, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, um, we should talk about Liverpool because, you know, yes. to, to Mane and Firmino, Mane was their best player on Thursday night. No Mane, Firmino on the bench. But they found a way. That was a very good, very good result against uh, West Ham, who'd been going well until then.
4: Yes, and also a landmark here because Mo Salah's two goals have taken him past 20 in all competitions this season. That's the fourth season in a row he's achieved that, Paul. Um, And his next target is the the Ian Rush record. Ian Rush did it for six seasons running from 1981
2: to 1987. So uh, quite a landmark there for Salah. Uh, That second goal, though, was brilliant, wasn't it? Great control, yeah. Yeah, people don't like it if you praise another team's goals, but I thought that was a wonderful goal.
1: Looking back, Andy, do you think Jose was right to let him go?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, yes. I think that was a mistake. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. De- <laughs> yeah. Don't. Oh, yeah. Don't. All right, you two. Don't He's rub working it his in. magic for us now. Don't worry
1: about it when Delhi Alley's gone. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, was it was um, Shakiri. I thought that was, I mean, again, he doesn't get a lot of game time, but I thought he put in a real shift. He's he, always he, been good. He actually. did very well for them, didn't he?
4: Yes, he did, and uh, I think Jurgen Klopp may have got over that little dip in form now. I mean, City have won twice in London, in the uh, um, of course, to, 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 to go three points clear, but I think Liverpool are really on their tails again now, coming up in, into the top four, and uh, Liverpool this week... Uh, Well, they play Brighton in the midweek game at Anfield. And also, of course, next weekend, it's Liverpool versus Manchester City. And Mm. if I could just talk about City for a moment, uh, Paul. Sure. um, Their record recently, I mean, is it 19 games now unbeaten, uh, three points clear at the top. And in January... They won all nine games they played across all competitions, obviously, League and Cup. The first time they've won that many matches in a single month in their entire 126-year history. Wow. And I'm still looking for a team who also done that. Nine games in a month, obviously, a lot to do with the fixture congestion. But, goodness me, there's no stopping them at the moment, is there?
2: Absolutely. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Because they weren't playing well at the start of the season. But just going back to that Liverpool game, I did like Milner's reaction because... He was obviously angry to get substituted, but it was big, big of him. You know, it was, he it was, just said everything about James Milner, that he acknowledged that he was wrong, that Klopp was right. Jones set up the goal, he set up the second goal. And it was a good substitution. It was a nice moment that, though,
1: I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bamford for England. Uh, he was on yes. breakfast today. It comes across, always comes across very well. Very but well. But he's suddenly been talked about, isn't he, as a, as a potential uh, England player, Motty.
4: Well, the quality of his goal was fantastic, wasn't it? And he had a hand in the other two. And, I mean, he, at the moment, leads, of course, of a team, (laughs) you you, you can't take your eyes off them because whether they're winning or losing, they're producing something unusual. Um, And they really are going uh, hell for leather in their first season back up into the uh, Premier League. And that that was an unexpected win, I think, from where I sit, that one at Leicester.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely,
2: yeah. 29 points at this stage of the season is a great effort by them. The only thing I think about Bamford is he misses it loads of simple chances when he scores, they're always great yeah. goals,
1: mm. but yeah,
2: then that I think he needs to improve on. So, but is that yeah. it's that
1: old Gordon Strachan line about uh Huckabee, wasn't it? Not a, he's not a he's a scorer of great goals, but not a great goal scorer, is that what you're saying? Well, I'd say it's an element of that, like, but it doesn't mean he can't.
2: Change that but there is an element of that at the moment
1: yeah so, yeah definitely um, um what should we look can, at when some of the other big talking can points we the,
2: can we just look at the bottom
4: for a
1: minute of course um, of course marty uh, yeah because
4: i just wonder whether there's a danger here that the bottom three might get cut off mm. um sheffield united west brom um uh, fulham um n- not a good weekend for any of them really i mean that didn't help that uh, West Brom and Fulham shared the points, of course, although uh, Mabaya Dianya seems to be a decent signing for West Brom. That one, obviously, is done and dusted. Indeed, he he made a goal. Um, But there there is a gap now because of Brighton beating Tottenham and because of Burnley's... I know Burnley lost at Chelsea, but they've improved recently. And I just wonder whether perhaps the table is taking shape now. And tomorrow night, Sheffield United against West Brom that's the standout game in terms of what's riding on it of all the games in midweek. So I really think now those three have got it all on to survive.
1: Two of the other teams down now, um, towards the bottom, not obviously in that relegation zone necessarily, but Burnley really flat against Chelsea. Uh, weren't they, Motty? It was quite a, quite a bit of a shocking performance really by them.
2: Well,
4: especially after their previous three wins, Mm. you would be surprised. But uh, it's the first win for Thomas Tootle of course, which uh, I'm sure Andy's very pleased about. The two fullbacks, if I can call them that, scoring the goals. Um, But I think Burnley, the way they've been playing recently until yesterday, I think they've got enough to stay out of the relegation zone but uh, we, we shall see and uh, goodness me it's, it's, it's a busy time isn't it everybody's playing in midweek again of course
1: yeah tough for Wolves as well at the moment again, Well, again, that, I mean I, I think I went in the with a paddy power accumulator last week on Palace to beat them because they didn't look convincing during the week last week and so it proved Nuno the toughest period he's experienced
4: well, I did say that a couple of programs ago, mm. Paul, and you and Andy rather shouted me down. <laughs> uh, but, but no, fair enough. I mean, you wouldn't expect them to get dragged into that, mm. would you? No. But ever since that terrible injury, um, you know, they, they haven't really got back on track, have they? No. Uh, since Raoul fractured his skull. Yeah. Um, and they've got a lot to do now because... Uh, the games are coming up thick and fast, as I say, and uh, Wolves will have to be looking for a win that sort of turns this run around.
2: I think one of the bad things about this sort of season, the way it's going, is the fact that team, because teams have got to be on telly every game because there's no fans, you find a situation where Chelsea are playing Spurs on Thursday Th- night, Thursday. both teams. Yeah, both teams have got games on Saturday. Haven't I they? think
1: it's Sunday, Andy. Oh, think They've been oh, switched. Well, that's good, yes, yeah, yeah.
2: Because it yeah. did look like it was going to be Saturday, and just thought that's too much for the players. It's not, you know. I, I think there is, it, there has been too much football. You know, I mean, I, I'm loving. It. I spoke to somebody yesterday who's involved with football, goes to every game, and they said the games are like pre-season games. It is hard without the fans. We, yeah. Yeah. We've yes, kind of got used to it, but not got used to it. Hmm.
4: You now you hear every shout from the touchline, and you hear every kick of the ball, don't you? And there's a a dreadful lack of atmosphere. And uh, at times, there are games which which you make you think, oh, this could be a practice match, you know, because obviously when it goes quiet, that it's, it, it, it's different to being in a full stadium.
1: Mm. Finally, must a quick word for Newcastle. Callum Wilson, uh, a good performance yes. by them. That was a big result. Well, we'll find out that was a big result probably this week and next weekend. Can they build on it?
4: Yeah, we said on Friday, didn't we, that Callum Wilson was due a goal and he went out and he got two against Everton. So uh, that'll be a turning point maybe for Newcastle. I think Graham Jones coming in to help Steve Bruce may also be a factor. But if Newcastle can build on that, then they, they'll probably collect the points they need to to find the way to safety, which uh, at one point it was beginning to look very, very dodgy. The Hawksby
0: and Jacobs
2: Daily Podcast. I was looking at Swansea's shirt. I don't know if you've seen it. And it no. looks like it's got bloodstains on it. I don't know if it was designed by Terry Butcher. It's <laughs> a really odd design. Really? The I've away, seen it.
1: The away shirt. Oh, yeah. I mean, at they're, the they're away not, shirt. it's not sold as the bloodstained shirt, is it? Um, <laughs> no, just, no, of course not. <laughs> just sort of looking at it. Uh, let's have a look. Is it the third kit? Is, it, is this right? Or?
2: It's a sort of turquoise with a sort of blood I'm red. Not front
1: no no i've not i've not noticed that Mm. i'll go and check it out
2: Okay. And uh, Brian Alden wrote to The Sun today, uh, and I think he's got a point about this. He says, Eric Cantona didn't lose his job as a Manchester United player when he made a kung fu kick at a fan who mocked him in 1995. So why was a bin man sacked for doing the same? Well done for bringing it back to sport, yeah. Brian. Uh, for doing the same to a snowman. The world has gone mad, said Brian. Well, it probably has. Yeah. But see, it was a bit of an odd story, that that story at the end of last week. You know, it was not a nice thing to do, but it was going to melt anyway. I did, I did have a bit. <laughs> It was going to melt. It was worth you could tell that to the crying for. kids. It was going <laughs> to melt oh, yeah. anyway. How are he to, to be disappointed learn a lesson in life, at, life, Are going to be you know?
1: disappointed? At, I mean, <laughs> you're saying it was literally snowflakey, were you? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> I'd say it was. Yeah. The Hawksby and
0: Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: There we are. Life returns to normal with a window uh, slam shut t- tomorrow. It'll be myself and Max Rushton from one. If you can listen to us, great. If not, the podcast will be
0: available at around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport.